0: Good morning, Judith. Hey, good morning, Sonia. Welcome to the Coach's Cup podcast. I'm Sonia Green from soniagreencoaching.com.
1: And I am Coach Judith Fender with the No BS Weight Loss Program. The amazing Coach Judith Fender. Amazing, that's right.
0: (laughs) This morning, we are here to talk about your stress.
1: My stress? Uh, oh, well, yes. not your stress. It is what started it Our this.
0: stress. Yes, <laughs> it, is, it is what started it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want, I want to put in a quick disclaimer. We are going to talk about stress. I'm sure the word anxiety will come up. But I do want to say that we recognize there is a difference between the medical term anxiety, which requires a medical intervention uh, often medication to, to help a person with that. And we are not here to diagnose or offer treatment. <laughs> we are not medical professionals. So just, just
1: play one on the podcast. That's, that's right.
0: That's right. So we're talking about stress <laughs> and lower level anxiety, not the medical condition. So just want to make that real clear.
1: Yeah. The emotion of anxiety.
0: Yes. So you want to tell us
1: about why we're
0: talking about your stress
1: (laughs) today, our stress? Well, if you've been following along, you might understand if, if this is your first podcast with us, you might need to go back and catch up on a few, um, life happens. Did you know that life has been happening for me um, it feels like a lot this year. And arguably, I, I don't think anyone would disagree. This year has been full of um full of life and unexpected things with people I love and one after another after another. And I reached a point where I'm like, I need some time off. I need I got stress. I can't think literally felt um paralyzed in my brain. And, and so having a week off, um, I did some, I I went down the path of for this, for the purposes of this podcast down the path of, um, the physiological connection of stress because that for me, when I am experiencing life, mm -hmm. I feel at the effect of my body. I'm aware of my thinking, but it's not like I'm really thinking shitty things. Life is happening. Yeah. And when it reaches a point that I felt my, um, uh, what do we call my, your good thinking, No, no, your, uh, your top-down thinking. My, um, shoot, I know the word. now. <laughs> I- <laughs> my cognitive abilities were Yes. Scared. Yes. I was locked. I could not make, I literally fe- felt paralyzed in my thinking process and ability to accomplish things that I could just stare at the screen, felt immobile. And, and that in an, in, in and of itself oh compiled God. on the stress because it didn't match the situation I was in. I'm sitting in a chair.
0: Why <laughs> are you? Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's, let's back up just, just a little bit and talk about the difference because anybody who's listened to us before, they know that you actually, you actually do deal with anxiety at the medical intervention level. And, but talk about how that anxiety is different than the stress.
1: Mm, Okay. So for me, um, anxiety was, is probably preferable (laughs) to stress. Because anxiety feels focused, it feels um, manageable. Uh, it feels very linear, and like I can get shit done. Mm-hmm. Stress feels um, so. Your anxiety, I'm sorry,
0: but your anxiety is almost motivate pushing you forward. Oh
1: yeah, it feels um, productive. Okay. It feels even though I may not be productive, the uh-huh. feeling. Yeah doesn't feel like stress Mm -hmm. stress feels like stuck in the ocean barely just with my nose like one millimeter from underwater yeah paralyzed with
0: right uh, I think a lot of people when they talk about overwhelm that Mm -hmm. is a code word for
1: stress I even said that word to one of my coaches I was like I I think I feel overwhelmed you know what I mean I think a lot of people, I, I have a new respect for the word overwhelm. Yeah. It feels like para- paralysis. Yeah. Uh, I,
0: I guess I'm going to confess today, but yeah. <laughs> I have been putting off something this summer that needed to get done in my professor job, my other life. And I was putting it off and I was allowing myself to be stressed and overwhelmed about it because I said to myself, I didn't know how to do it. Mm. It was something that I had to figure out. It was uh, something I hadn't done before. And I said to myself, well, I'm going to have to ask somebody. I'm going to figure out how to do it. And so I was letting that block me for a while. Then I asked someone, which was no big deal. And not only... Like it, it, it didn't even require a meeting with her. She gave me instructions that had been created for this task, mm-hmm. but I still sat with it for two more weeks, oh, wow. stressing about it and being, you know, in that paralysis. And finally, Saturday morning, I sit down, da- I sat down and knocked it out in about an hour. Mm-hmm. And it's curious to me. How we can do that to ourselves that is stress, that is overwhelm, but it is totally self created, self imposed.
1: But here's the thing I'm curious, I'm curious where y- you were functioning at other levels mm-hmm. while in this overwhelm. For me, yes, for me, my functionality was, it felt like executive function. That's the word I was looking for. My executive function uh-huh. was not working. <laughs> it was very compromised well, intellectually, like to do quote hard things, yeah. to read to process, answer questions, things like that. But now I want to comment like verbally, I think because we talked about that humming thing that the monks do because it connects the both right and the left hemisphere of the brain. I noticed I could speak very clearly about my problems, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I couldn't solve. When I would read. Well, and that's probably the level of
0: the stress that we were feeling. So, I mean, this was one task, and that's why I could function on other levels because I have other places I can go to, although it still kind of hangs out in the back of my brain. It never, you know, there's always that little niggling, annoying feeling in the back of my brain that this needs to be done and I'm not doing it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna
1: deal with me one day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Where you yours had built, it was a bigger issue to you. It was like I've got all of these bricks that have been stacked up on each other, and they've all added up to this where I am.
1: I literally said, "Like that's it. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's no more. There's no more room at the end. Like I have nothing. I I had my last straw." Yeah. So I think, <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> well, and you know, so to, so to all, all of the life coaches out there, they're, they're saying, well, it's your thoughts for both of you, silly. It's your thoughts. And that's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My thought was, I, I don't want to learn how to do this. I don't want to, you know, I can dig deeper, but, but that was where I was on the thought level. So we know that it's our thoughts, but we want to dig into why we let our thoughts go there and we get stressed today. So that's, that's some of the the things that we're going to discuss in our time together today is why we let our, or why our
1: brains go there. And then what we can do about it. Well, I was going to say all species experience stress yes that. we're hardwired for this shit <laughs> even Biological flies mistake. even flies flies to humans are gear are hardwired for stress yeah yeah it's so yes talk about that they're they're
0: actually when we talk about stress we want to differentiate today because there is good stress hmm <laughs> if you're out there and you're, you're going, whoa, hold on. You just lost me. There is good stress. There's stress right. that motivates. When, when I was in college, I noticed that I was a much better student when mm. I on in the semesters that I took 18 hours and worked two jobs. Mm. That's when I was the best student because I was constantly being pushed mm to get things done, to organize my time, to move forward efficiently. And I was a much better student than if I just took 15 hours and just worked one job and I had this extra time because I was better in the mode moving forward all the time. It motivated me. Yes, it kept me in the flow rather than dipping in and out. Mm -hmm. And, And that was me. That's my hardwiring. I I recognize that, but I think I recognized that early, and that was important. That was good stress for me
1: mm-hmm.
0: because it kept me
1: motivated. Hmm. Which makes you know I'm thinking of procrastination. <laughs> like, exactly. I don't know. This is where we want to drop the bomb about procrastination. Um, so in my research, it came up with that it's a when we procrastinate, it actually secretes a, a hormone. It's a it's a neurotropic right. That it hits a specific nerve that hits that stress mode for fear of failure and that it can be a motivator, mm-hmm. right. Hence, if we don't act on that, on that chemical, right. That's telling us you're going to fail if you don't get this done, mm-hmm. how in the, when we're in the procrastination mode, how, if we don't do, then that it keeps going, how we are setting ourselves up for that cascade effect of not accomplishing and thus failing, but that, yeah. that also is that release when we think that there is a little bit of a motivating factor from procrastinating, doing your work last minute mm-hmm. because you're getting that chemical cocktail.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. It's, it's not enough that I would, that I would encourage.
1: It. <laughs> no. But, and the key to all of this, right. With this. So with good stress, the key is learning to manage it when to turn it off. Right. If you can't manage your stress and turn it off with your thinking, with Mm -hmm. your breathing, that was a big component of what I came up with, you know, having some real time tools because life happens, emotions happen in the moment Mm -hmm. and regulating is going to be key. Yeah. I want
0: to give a shout out to uh, a session that I sat in. I think you did too. Several weeks ago, maybe a month ago with Simone soul, and she was talking about that our T-line, our thoughts, even though we all have these thoughts, they come from internal factors. They come from our nervous system wiring, our genetics, our familial or social conditioning. And we need to respect the biological reasons that the thoughts that we have come to us. So Mm -hmm. in any given situation, you and I, and all of our listeners are going to have different reactions because we are all from different places. We have different experiences. We have different
1: genetics. Okay. I'm curious if, if, the, if we want the word reaction or is it perception of an event? Because based on our cultural, biological, familial experiences, mm-hmm. we would perceive we were talking about threat versus challenge Yeah how we perceive that's true yeah the the, the stress response is gonna come
0: the stress response (laughs) yes that's true that's true the stress the stress response will be there but it's because of our perception and our perception is based Based on on. yes yes Yes. our so lesson number one i think to take from this is that we don't judge our thoughts (laughs)
1: But wait a minute, you don't believe them.
0: (laughs) Don't get hooked into them. Don't get don't believe them. Don't get hooked into them. And don't judge them because Mm -hmm. our thoughts are going to come based on our experiences. Mm -hmm. That that's where these perceptions happen. They're based on all of these things that we're made from. And we need to respect that. But that said. It, it still doesn't mean that we just let them wash over us and we don't try to manage them. Mm, agreed. That's where the magic is. And I think you were, you were talking about, we were talking about the good stress. I think the difference between that, like you said, it's knowing how to manage
1: it and not allowing it to become chronic. Right. Right. So like the good stress in my research was, you know, things that are going to push and activate us to get going. And specifically, you know, he was the good stress was things that like would get the adrenaline moving and it would yeah. be good because it like, to- <laughs> wait a minute. I think that might come in the medium term. I don't yeah. know, <laughs> Okay, okay. but things like ice jumping in an ice water bath, even if people who take those cold showers in the morning. Right. You're getting that short-term response and it activates acetylcholine to adrenaline. And that it's good in that it helps combat bacteria in the body. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think about like I have a friend, a Norwegian friend, and like they're really big into getting into that cold water. And then they have the hot saunas like right there next to the cold water. Yeah. And you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan so much of the cold water, but that, that, that kind of short term stress is good that it act activates that response.
0: Some of the examples that I, that I was looking at were like your a first date or starting mm. a new job, or even, you know, for some people, a roller coaster. Uh, I, I don't think a roller coaster is positive stress for me. I think it's <laughs> negative stress, but those things, you know, that kind of that's that anticipation, yeah, or that's what motivates us, and so it's not a long term chronic issue,
1: yeah. And you're right, the zip lining would fall in the short, short term, <laughs> the um, the activating of the and for. And I, I had said to Sonia when we were pre gaming about like I was not nervous typically, I have been nervous in the past to like zip or hot air balloon or do do exciting things. Mm-hmm. But I think my str- it matched what my the vibration my body was presenting with. You know, my thoughts and my body had been, you know, it didn't match. Mm-hmm. So anyway, another let's, moment. Let's talk good. about that for a minute. I so felt regulated. I w-
0: okay. So I wanna, I wanna really break that down because I think that's important for people to, to understand. When you were leading up to your vacation, The stress that you had been feeling, this paralyzing stress Mm -hmm. did not match. Talk about that,
1: how your, how your mind and body didn't match. So several things with Mm -hmm. my uh, physical therapist had requested that I not do my HIIT exercises. So I want to be Mm -hmm. sure that I, that this is part of the mix for me as I'm peeling this onion back, that because Part of learning to regulate our emotional system is learning to create that tolerance, right? Like creating that when you're working out, you know, it's fun and you know, you can work harder and you can get to that limit. But in my mind, I would always be like, this is exciting, this is good. And I was calm because it like blanketed me with the good endorphins that, that felt good. And I haven't had my endorphins, <laughs> in a very long time. And I think that also, you know, a part of my perfect storm in my paralysis was not having good exercise. So Mm -hmm. my body needed like collecting maybe the carbon dioxide in my breathing, sitting down and just doing shallow breathing all day and never really getting my release for myself. Right. Okay. Now, what was the question? (laughs) talking about how your your experience
0: was not matching your body and so oh. what you're saying is you had all of that to burn off yes yes and you know i think i think about the levels of anxiety that my students present with today mm-hmm. and how different that is from 25 years ago and you know i have to wonder if a lot of stress and anxiety that we have today hasn't been
1: increased as we've become more sedentary. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I mean, I, I okay, so I have been doing HIT workouts for like five years. So putting and what's in a body, HIIT workout for those who don't know? High intensity interval training, right? It's max heart rate for basically. 55 minutes is what was mm-hmm. the capacity. I was at slamming weights, moving like there may be two minute break in between mm-hmm. um, sets. So, so um, high intensity, right? Because it, it helps you reach that threshold of uh, you know, burning off that oxygen. So, which I want to talk about Andrew Huberman talks about this, this breathing, right? We we've mentioned this in the short term, when we're experiencing um, short-term stress, if we wanted to help regulate our body, right? That's what this is about. Learning to yes. regulate our emotion. So he talks about the uh, a breathing technique. It's called the Win Hoffman, the Tumo, or the super oxygenated breathing. And it's oh, it's called the physiological sigh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So many of we do it naturally when we're when we're sitting down and we take that big sigh. Or he talks about how it it this it's a double inhale. And mm-hmm. a long exhale, it's a peak twice up and down and how it also, it triggers nerves in your face. So if like you're giving public speaking and that's kind of what it's triggered for that you can, your face will calm down. It's naturally soothing mm-hmm. because you're getting that oxygen through your body and it helps get your heart to match the conditions that you are experiencing. Mm -hmm. And so the,
0: you were not experiencing because you weren't burning it off. Nope.
1: That was just building. Right. Exactly. And I, I, there's a couple of videos of me screaming on my zip line and I thought to myself, huh, maybe I was getting my oxygen in right there. Just screaming. (laughs) Felt good. I was not, it was exhilarating. It was. It was just what I needed. So in that
0: moment, it matched what your body had been nice. feeling. It was it a release for your, what your body had been feeling or,
1: you know, I think for the, clearly it was exactly what I needed like mm-hmm. that. And you're a self-confessed adrenaline junkie. I should say I, I, I'm having all kinds of questions about myself now when I think <laughs> like, wait a minute why have I been doing all these things? Is it to just get relief? What, what? Think about, I think about my son and he loves to do like, as most many boys do or girls too, those high risk activities, right? Well, what we're seeking in my son, I don't think he would mind, you know, generalized anxiety and how it it runs in families. There's a genetic, my mother had it. And we had, have we talked about the amygdala? I don't know if this is a place to bring have up, haven't, but this is probably a
0: good place to, to bring that up because that could explain
1: mm-hmm.
0: some of so, this.
1: Mm-hmm. I had a, you know, so I'm 53 and I was probably my parents. So it had probably been in my very early thirties. I was in counseling, experiencing a lot of anxiety, a lot of anxiety and like not sleeping diarrhea. This had been going on for months. Mm-hmm. It was not like. The emotion of anxiety that I was living the physical. Yes. And she told me, you know, and this was actually probably before even Google, that there was research that children who had who grew up in stressful situations had an enlarged amygdala, which resulted in this response, this loop that we have in our body when the brain perceives a stress, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, based on my perception of a stress. Mm -hmm. that the response is just it's just it's instant it's instant and it can be one thought is all it can take to get to get it started going yes yeah Yeah. and then it's just a matter of time yeah (laughs) so learning to regulate and disassociate and not in the psychological Way, but learning to let my body be to literally
0: disassociate,
1: right? To live a consider it letting it live a separate life when I'm Mm anxiety in anxiety, I -hmm. let it live separately from me and my thinking because it just it sounds right, it feels right when it sounds weird to say, maybe. Yeah, no, I think you've said it before. You don't resist it. Your anxiety is going to come along
0: for the ride. It's not going to drive the bus but it's going to come along. It's going to sit beside you. And I think that's a good way to talk about disassociating
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's there, but it's not in you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, cause I have awareness of it, mm-hmm. and which is interesting in this um, in my research with Andrew Huberman, he says one way when we're in medium term stress, which we're, I think we're kind of there, like the kind that lasts several days to weeks mm-hmm. that I think it's like, so anxiety feels very hyper-focused to me. But when I'm in stress, I feel, you know, everything is just too much. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: he talks about, uh, he calls it the dial, the dilate gaze to, to take a, a broad vision to like literally try to see your body in its environment, in the environment that you're in and to stare, like to take that broad gaze back Mm -hmm. and that, that helps raise the stress threshold and to bring the body to to a comfortableness in the stress. Yeah, it's about perception.
0: Because Mm -hmm. when you're in the middle of it, it feels like everything's kind of closing in on you. And he's Mm -hmm. saying, let's take a step back and get the wide view. It's kind of that zoom out. Right. And we do that in coaching all the time. I'll, you know, a client will say, I'm just overwhelmed. I can't take one more thing. And I'll ask her, so tell me, what are these things? And when they start listing them, it's just like maybe two or three things. It's not, you know, it's not crowding you in and smothering you, but it seems that way. The perception is, that it's that way. So if you step back and actually list them, then you can go, Oh, that's not what I thought it was. It just felt that way.
1: Right. And so again, the key thing, like you're a lot of the thinking, this Mm -hmm. is, uh, this is engaging your physical senses to, to look with broad, with broad vision and a dilation, a dilation effect. He said, said you can blink. It's okay to blink when you do this. but to kind of like zoom out. And I think of that as like literally thinking of out of body, like kind of getting out of body and getting out of thought and seeing yourself as being present. Right. When we're in medium stress and I love this so much, what he says is he calls it learning to dance with stress and that's like, make it your buddy, right? Like there is that it's a relationship. It's an active give and take with your thinking and including the body and using the tools of breathing and the dilation gaze to dance.
0: Yeah. We're not resisting it. In other words, Mm -hmm. what we do on a regular basis or what I see in my clients, what I've seen in myself as I self coach is we are trying to resist Mm -hmm. that feeling, Mm -hmm. And so we push against it, which takes all our energy. It takes all of our emotional energy, trying to resist that and instead accept it in like you talk about. And he's,
1: and he, what I love about him so much, because he is so scientific Right. It's very sciencey for him. And he's like, you know, I hear all this mindfulness stuff and this woo about like dropping in your body. And he's like, I don't know. I'm in my body. I never left my body. Remember that your body is a vessel to include it in this process. Do not discount it or try to resist the vibrations. Yeah. Yeah. We move with them. Mm -hmm. Dance with it. Yeah. I like that. Mm -hmm.
0: All right. So now chronic stress. And that that's the stress that's harmful to our health. And that's Mm -hmm. the stress. I think people allow themselves to get in the habit of stress Mm. almost because it's, it's that if it's chronic, it's constant and it's, triggering cortisol. It's doing all the things we don't want it to do. So talk about that for a minute.
1: Right. So in the chronic things, like in the, on the body level, it it's hype, it's hypertension, right? Mm-hmm. It's stress on the heart, coronary heart disease. And when you're in chronic stress, you're probably not where it gets to be hazy. You're not doing the exercise, the diet and the sleep. Yes. Chronic yes. stress interferes with sleep. Yes. And so it's just, it's just a perfect storm, if you will, of a physical condition where your body is, is just in survival mode, really. And
0: Um, what a perfect example that we cannot take body and mind apart. If we try to live in a way that works against our bodies, our bodies are going to rebel. Mm-hmm. They're not going to, you know, we're, we're allowing stress to attack our bodies mm-hmm. at this point, rather than, than working with it, rather than dropping
1: into them. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like, do you know anyone that's in chronic stress? <laughs> I think there are a lot of people in chronic stress. I think I might know one or two. Yeah. 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 It's, it's just given me a new sense of, you know, it's just a term I've heard my whole life and I even studied it in college, but there's just a newfound respect for the body and the brain and effects of, of chronic stress. But this person I'm thinking of sleeps really well. (laughs) So I'm going to think, Hmm, maybe he's doing all right. But the thing to
0: ask yourself and and chronic stress, if you want to look at examples, people who are in maybe it's you have a a bad home life, Mm -hmm. uh, an unhappy home life. Maybe you have a job that keeps you in chronic stress. It it could be something else. But typically those are the two big ones.
1: Yeah. Or a combination.
0: Yeah. Or a combination. (laughs) That's right. Because sometimes they run together. But. Asking yourself, why, why am I allowing myself to live in this situation? Again, not judging it, not at this point, trying to change it, but just being curious. Why am I allowing myself to live in chronic stress? Because it is affecting your health
1: negatively. I, I was just thinking like, could we even imply dear listeners, as Sonia says, how much choice Is there Mm -hmm. right in in long-term stress? Like for a person who's living this, who's who's not exercising, who's not eating well, who's not sleeping well, who who has outside stress coming at them and physically living in a body, yeah,
0: that is in stress. And I think that's the key. We tell ourselves when we're in those stressful situations that there's no choice. Mm. But what you're pointing out is that. There's a lot of choice. There's a choice in what you do with your body. If you choose to exercise, what you do with your sleep patterns. I mean, there are choices about all of those things, all of it, all of it. And you get to, I mean, we're not saying go and just throw all of your current <laughs> habits, you know, out the window at once, because that's not a change that your body that you'll sustain. Mm-hmm. but you can start making small changes.
1: Mm-hmm. you and I have, a have a choice. One. I have a great one here. one small change is about best mechanisms for long-term stress. We said sleep, exercise. Um, it, it, social connection mitigates long-term stress.
0: Oh yeah, let's talk about that because I we when we were pre gaming we were talking about isolation and how crazy the world kind of seems right now. Like in Nashville, I know we are having a road rage shooting almost daily. What? Yes. Yes, there was uh, two weeks ago, there was every single day that week, there was a road raid shooting and you hear about them all the time. And it makes me wonder if the isolation that we've been under with with the pandemic has not created some of this almost insanity, it seems like.
1: Well, I've got a chemical cocktail here for you of uh, there's a word tachykinum i think i'm saying that right um that when we are socially isolated this is this is a hormone that is secreted mm-hmm. and it, andrew called it a sinister molecule and it's when we are not connected enough that that is secreted and it creates agitation and and it kind of uh, spins around on itself it's not a helpful yeah,
0: okay. and it comes from the stress of being isolated isolated
1: right and it doesn't help because it when when you get to this point you want uh <laughs> you don't want to get to this point no i <laughs> don't want to be doing right.
0: no no i mean it's it's terrifying but i think you know you and and that's just one example i mean there's there's other things that, uh, that I think we've all seen, well, there's been an increase in mass shootings. Mm. I mean, you know, not just road rage, but across Mm. the country, there's been an increase in mass shootings. And you have to wonder if that is associated with the stress of the pandemic and the isolation that we've been under for the last year and a half.
1: Mm.
0: It just seems too easy to be coincidental at this point.
1: Mm. Interesting, and I'm I I don't watch the news anymore, <laughs> so there's like there's why. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so he goes on to talk about so creating social connection for yourself and how it mit- helps mitigate long term um, stress because it secretes serotonin mm-hmm. and not oxy oxytocin, oxytocin the yeah. the yeah. lactating hormone that is secreted between mother and it's it's highly engaged for like <laughs> well mother and child and father and child, but more so for the mother due to the lactating component and that it was post post sex ladies. orgasm. (laughs) Right. There you go. That, um, that this is secreted and it's a good thing. We want that, but that serotonin is, comes from, from connection. When we, when we are meeting with people, we enjoy talking, discussing that connection takes investment. Yeah. Create a sense of here. He uses it of delight in something you enjoy, finding, seeking joy and delight. Well, word very often delight that,
0: and that changes your thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. When you are in chronic stress, the people that I think about who I've known who were in chronic stress, they're always in disaster mode. The thoughts are always negative. Mm -hmm. There's always a threat. And if you can create a sense of delight, joy, changing that threat to a thought of challenge, then it's hard to stay in that negativity, right? You're, you're shifting out of that toward
1: a more positive. And so the stress is alleviated, right? So like my mind went to thinking about our, Our person who's in chronic stress, who comes home to a stressful home, that would be, you know, I mean, of course, I'm thinking of a dude, right? A Mm -hmm. dude coming home from work, but, you know, bear with me that, you know, harping on the husband and, you know, immediately telling your tales to him and not letting him have space to come home and rest. Become stressed. Those of us who are working from home, (laughs) there's no break. (laughs) We're here.
0: Right. Right. That's that that commute from the, the mm-hmm. office to the kitchen isn't far enough. It's not far enough, no, yeah. because there's laundry and
1: dog and
0: yeah, on the path. So finding a way to create connection can break that chronic stress because ultimately it's changing your thought. It's keeping, it's pulling you out of that constant disaster, negativity, threat mode Mm -hmm. into a more positive hope filled scenario where there's goodness, there's, there's delight. That's, that is a great word. It is. It is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just even saying the word delight feels delightful.
0: It it does. It feels, (laughs) that's what I was thinking. It feels delightful. So Mm -hmm. as we're wrapping up, I guess, you know, the thing that I want to, to leave our listeners with we have pointed out a lot of reasons for stress. I don't want you to ever see those as excuses. That's one thing we talk about in coaching a lot. You know, is it useful for me to know that my amygdala is larger because <laughs> of the stress I endured as a child? I would argue that it's important to know that. It's.
1: I find it very helpful. I don't use it as a fallback, but right when it sometimes when my i when i feel at the effect of my body i like knowing some physiology some biology behind this it mm-hmm. helps me make sense when i'm right. not when things don't match <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah. It helps you make sense. I think that's the perfect way to say it. It's not an excuse. Oh, well, my amygdala was enlarged as a child. So I'm just its a, giant. It's the biggest
1: amygdala ever. Yeah.
0: <laughs> These are the cards I was dealt. And so there you go. I will so, donate
1: it to science. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that might
0: actually be right? useful.
1: Put it on my but, phone.
0: We, we, we do want to point out that this is not, none of this is to give you an excuse. You are still the person in control of your life. You get to decide, am I going to stay in chronic stress? Am I going to start figuring out a way to move away from that and find more delight and joy because you do have control. I love that you know, stepping back uh, and looking at the big picture,
1: mm-hmm. the dilation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: And so I, I, I want to make sure that's the takeaway I want our listeners to have is you get to decide your stress level every single day. Yeah.
1: I'm going to go with the fact that you got stress, learn to use some tools to Regulate your body for in those moments when life is learning to dance. Exactly what Sonya's saying, right? Learning to dance with, with life, and Mm -hmm. our our capacity to tolerate, if you will, is is dependent upon it. And that we can, we all have it upon us. Whether it's with the breathing, whether it's with the cold showers, whether it's with the dilation gaze effect, Mm -hmm. to find some tools um, that work for you, and of course managing your managing your mind there's that i've heard that once or twice in the past couple weeks we have yeah
0: (laughs) i you know we have one life Mm. why would we choose Mm. the path of negativity and isolation and chronic stress Mm. Mm -hmm. all right if you would like a coach to help you through this then you can find me at sonyagreencoaching.com. I am happy to talk with you about the ways we can work together to help you manage your mind and your stress. And
1: I'm Coach Judith, and you can find me at the Nobs Weight Loss Program, and I would love to coach you on whatever you got <laughs> going on. Is stress, is, can you want to lose weight and you have a stressful life? Yes, I that's
0: mm-hmm. right get that cortisol trigger taken (laughs) care of. Mm -hmm. All right. We would also love for you to leave us a five-star review. Yes, Um, That helps other people to find us. It helps, it helps grow our listeners and it helps them figure out how to live their best lives. How to, how to zoom in and zoom out and dance with their lives. Yeah. So if you have a friend who you think could use this podcast, hit that share button, send it to them and let's get them listening too. <laughs> we'll have, we'll have the whole world
1: dancing with stress. Right. Wearing <laughs> a red a, dress. That, exactly. Way, doing a cha-cha. You look very lovely in red today, by the <laughs> well, way. Well,
0: thank you very much. Thank You're you. Welcome. All right. We'll see you all next week. Bye.